Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. This is Jacobo, or Jacobo. And this is Jorge. (laughs) (laughs) It is September 5th or 6th, I don't even know. It's the, let me see, I didn't. It's the sixth. I didn't do my uh, do not be afraid for the day yet. So, but he'll get out that's, tonight, people. That's been, helping me, that's been helping me figure out like what day it is <laughs> for the date because I have to say it. Because yeah. when I'm like, it's weird when I don't have a like a, a work schedule, then I don't pay attention to the date. Yeah. Like, and it's been it's been weird for me this week for work because the holiday production is shut down at Oli. Well, like in and like they were open but i don't know like i have no idea what's going on but i know that they're probably I'm protesting home for <laughs> it's canada maybe i don't know yeah well, it's not. It's not what's going into Canada. I mean, it is, but it's it's actually only here in Utah. Oh, that is like their production is down, and I don't know. I mean, I have no no idea what's going on, but I know that I got a bunch of yard work done today, and I'm a little sore. Me too. But but not yard work. Well, actually, I did mow. On Saturday, I just was like, you know what? Even if I'm hurting, I gotta get it done. Because here, if you don't really? if you don't mow, like it gets long quick. Oh yeah, because you you guys get definitely get a lot more moisture. I haven't mowed in at least a month, and really, I only did like the the front parkway, yeah, and then around my fence. But <laughs> everywhere else is just like dirt. You know, I'm like yeah. I'm not mowing over that. It's going to be a big dust cloud. Yeah, but. <clears throat> How did you like? So, you've been you had a procedure, right? Like I don't know. I like I don't know. I mean, I know, so, but I don't so know. I, had, I don't know how much you want to say. Oh, I'll just say it. I don't care. Um, so <laughs> okay. I I went to the hospital on Friday to the urgent care because between my groin area and my leg, like that crease, um, it hurt real bad. And I was like, what is going on? And so I was like, maybe I just have an abscess because maybe I scratched or got an ingrown hair or whatever. And so the the doctor goes, yeah, you got an abscess. I was like, okay, cool. Um, So what do I need to do? He gives me antibiotics. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, we'll do that. Um, we'll, We'll get that done and move on. And so I kid you not, I was like, this will be good. And uh, it was not good. <laughs> I I go, I go through Friday night, and I'm in killer pain. Nothing's working. The only thing that was really helping was, like, taking hot baths. Like, I was like, yeah. I, I took, like, three that that day. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, wow. I was like, um, I don't care. Like, if the water bill goes up, I don't care. I, <laughs> I need this because every time <laughs> I took it, it was like like healing almost how it felt. And so, mm, yeah. So I was like, 
okay, I couldn't sleep at all that night. I was in pain. And then the antibiotic I had, um, you're supposed to eat with it, which uh, as a guy, and you might be able to relate to, relate to this, I didn't read the instructions. It says take it twice a day. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so that's all I read. I didn't read the little <laughs> fine print that said, hey, take this with uh, food. So the first one I ate, took it fine. Second one was that like, I had to take three a day. That's what it was. And so the first one I took fine. Second one, I took an hour later, I puked like a ton. And I was like, uh, what the heck? <clears throat> and so I was like, maybe it's just, I'm just not feeling good. It's fine. Whatever. I take the other one at like three in the morning. Cause it was every eight hours I had to take it. And, um, yeah. I take it at three in the morning, 30 minutes later, I'm puking in the bathroom again. I'm like, what is going on? And, um, lo and behold, I, I decide to read the bottle and the bottle says, uh, <laughs> you should probably, it doesn't say you have to, it's like, you should probably eat this with food or take this with food. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well that explains a lot. Cause I feel like hot garbage right now. And, um, yeah, cause those antibiotics can really mess with your stomach. I, so I thought I, um, that I had taken my ibuprofen too soon and, um, like it was like, oh, okay, well maybe it was ibuprofen that, uh, messed me up or whatever. And, uh, I was like, well, or it's antibiotic. But the worst part of it all was, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And so Saturday morning comes around. I eat, I take uh, my antibiotic, and I, I don't throw up. A little bit later, I take ibuprofen, because your stomach is still not very settled, unless you eat with mm -hmm. anything you take when you're doing antibiotic. Well, at least for me. And... um <laughs> I left it in my mouth because it's like one of those gel ones. So I had it on my mouth, like just holding it oh, on my tooth no. real quick. And I was like doing something like getting water. So I was like, ah, hurry up. Hurry right. up. And so I drink it. And I kid you not, that second time I threw up, it burned. Like it burned coming out of my mouth. Like my throat, my my tongue, everything burned. And I was like, what the heck? That I, antibiotic is mean. But after I held that <laughs> that ibuprofen on my in my mouth for a second, I was all it was that freaking thing. It was ibuprofen that burned my butt. Like it hurt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I end up going to um the hospital to the ER because it wasn't getting better. They said if it doesn't get better, you need to go to the ER. And so I was like, uh, hey, this this is not healing well. I don't know what to do. I I'm a little lost for words on where to go from here. And they were like, um, yeah, we're, we're, we'll check it out. They do all this blood work. Um, my white blood cell count was like 19,000. And I guess it's supposed to be like 800. <laughs> that's what, or, that's Holy what it's crap. Or eight. 8,000, sorry. It's supposed to be around 8,000, and I was at 19,000. 19,000. So, so I was double. And they're like, yeah, you definitely have an infection going on. Uh, we need to do something. And so 
They get me in for a CT scan. They find out I do not have an abscess, but I have cellulitis, which is a different kind of skin infection. It goes under your skin and, like, inflames the skin. And so I kid you not, it felt like, you like, you know how you can kind of, like, feel your, your, like, thigh bone or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. if you really push? Yeah. That's what it felt right next to it. Like that, that there was a huge bone that just like appeared and grew. And I was like, what Ooh. the heck? And it hurt. And so I was like, yeah. in the world. And then it spread from like the top of my leg all the way to like a butt cheek. Sorry to get graphic people. If you don't want your kids to hear it, this is your time. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no, you said butt cheek. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I was like, what in the world is happening? Um, this is not good. And so they're like, yeah, you have that. And then they, they freak me out and go, you might have gangrene. And I'm like, what? I was like, how the heck would I have gotten that? And so that's why they did the CT scan. And then it was just like, oh, you have cellulitis. Not a big deal. And I was like, maybe you guys don't lead with the worst thing ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. When I like, so Jill was texting Emery and she's like, Emery's like, he might have gangrene. I'm like, how? Like, that happens over time, you know. I know, like that, you know. My my uh, my grandpa had the cellulitis and and you know other issues and um, but like gangrene like takes a little while, I think. Yeah. So I was like, how how long was he in pain before? he actually said something, you know, just as guys. Cause we were like, ah, I'll be fine. It's just this, I'll just, you know, take the bite and I'll be fine. Moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just like stupid, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I like, so when Amory said that, I'm like, all I could think of is how long has he been, you know, not saying anything about being in pain like this and you know, I'm, I'll just suck it up and I'll be fine. I pulled a muscle or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I was a little freaked out. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a little freaked out. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? I was like, in Jesus name, no way. Um, I'm like, oh, right. let's figure this out. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not claiming anything. And then, you know, me, and mosquitoes, right? All the, all mm-hmm. the marks on my arms and legs because I just yeah. can't stop itching them. Leave me alone, people. I understand I should stop. And I got a huge lecture from probably the best best nurse I could have ever had. Um, she was super helpful. And uh, she was like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> you need to get this, this <laughs> ointment and put it on. Like, it's so funny. Um, but like... Uh, I was like, okay, what's happening? They're like, hey, we're going to have to admit you. Um, you're going to have to do IV antibiotics. And I was like, okay, well, that's good because that will work way faster. Um, oh, yeah. So I was there for four days. Um, it was Saturday, Sunday. Sunday to Monday, I felt worse than I felt better. And, um, I just remember praying and being like, God, like, please help me. Like I, I'm going to stand on your word, which says by your stripes, I am healed in Jesus name. 
That's all I kept saying. I was like, that's that's what your Bible says. That's what the word says, God. I'm holding you to that, and that's my faith in this, is that I'm standing on that scripture alone, that by your stripes I am healed. And so I just sat there, and uh, I would get the chills and get super hot and heated, and I'm taking antibiotics at this point, like crazy ones. And so I'm like, I know. Did I'm, you have a really high fever, too? No. Like, was your did you? No. Oh, oh, wow. Only one time I was at 99.5. That was it. When they, Oh, that's me. like nothing. Yeah. Wow. And so it was like, it must like, it was 97 a couple times, 97.1 and stuff, which is lower, but I don't think that's. That's what I like always <laughs> run at it, yeah. whenever I do a digital, it's like always 97 something, but. So. Yeah, so I was just sitting there, and um, Monday night, or sun, Sunday to Monday, um, my as far as I know, I don't know, like everyone, if there was anybody else, but I, the pastor, the the associate pastor at my church, said he got woken up by God at like three or four in the morning. My mom said she got woken up at like two in the morning. That God was just like, hey, pray for Jacob. And so they woke up at all the hours of Monday. And they were like, um, so they prayed. And then I get woken up at 8 or something. And it's a new nurse tech and nurses and all that. Because that's around the time they switch is like 7.30 to 7. Right, right. And uh, they came in at 8. And the lady's like, hey, uh putting this special bag on my door for like extra mass and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? And she goes, Oh, uh, did they not tell you you have MRSA? And I was like, MRSA. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? And like, so she's like, yeah, you have it. And I'm all, nobody told me that. And she goes, Oh, and just closes the door. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and so, so for me, I'm like, what the heck? So I start to freak out a little bit because back in the day, ten years ago or more, like if people had MRSA, is real bad. Like it was like real, real bad and hard to treat. I mean, it still is. I mean, that's like, what I, I mean, thought. It's gotten yeah, better. I thought it was way worse but um now that i've talked to like five doctors they're like nah it's not a big deal anymore what they come to find out is that everybody including you listeners have MRSA on you right now it's just it has no place to go and i guess we all have it like they're like you can swab your nose and you'll have MRSA in it and i'm like that is that's crazy, crazy. and they're like it just looks for openings and usually it's he said it's usually you get like an abscess or something and then it gets mm-hmm. in there. Like, so it, it, it piggybacks off of something usually. So I got cellulitis in the, yeah. the crevice of my leg. So then it was like, Oh, yoit, I'm going in there because now it's weak. And usually your body doesn't let it in and like, nah, this ain't happening. And so the, the craziest part is 
I'm like pushing the nurse button. Hey, I don't bother you guys. I haven't bothered you guys for three days. <laughs> like I need somebody in here to talk to me right now and tell me what's going on. And they're like, okay. Right. And so the nurse comes in that really awesome nurse. I told you, and she goes, Hey, you're on the medication that you need to be on. You've been on it the whole time. So them all of a sudden finding this is not a big deal. And I was like, well, it seems like a big deal. To, does my wife need to get checked out and all this? And they're like, no, you're good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, you, you're, you're fine. She's fine. Like, it's they're like ten years ago, scary. Now, not so yeah. scary. And I was like, I was like, well, it's scary for me because that's all I knew was real bad. <laughs> like, that's all I knew. Right. And so I, I yeah. But, like, I had a piece about it, and, like, MRSA turns your, like, the wound into black and, like, eats it away and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I had been doing things on my own, and I it had to be the Holy Spirit, like, cleaning the area. And I was putting, like, gauze down there, just, like, drying it out and stuff. And so they were like, hey, that, that looks real good, because it was draining out of a little hole, like, from a pimple or... Ingrown hair. Sorry to get graphic here, people. I warned you. And so um, <laughs> I just was like, okay. And so I talked to the associate pastor of our church, and this is what really got me during that whole situation in a in a good way. Is he was like, hey man, just he goes, yeah. I woke up at this time and was praying for you, and so was my mom and. It, I heard a couple other people did around that same time. And he goes, I just feel like it's something important to know that God had you on his mind. And that like kicked me in the throat where I was like, cause he's like, God was thinking about you and was like, Hey, get up, pray for him now. And he was like, yeah, that's, I mean, not to like jump on that bandwagon. Cause I mean, but when I think about that, I was like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't sleep well that night, like that, that Monday night, you know? And a lot of times like, and I, you know, I kind of knew what was going on with you and knew that you needed prayer. So if I can't sleep or if I just like wake up randomly, I'm like, okay, great. This is, well, I guess I'll go pee because I'm turning into an old man. And I guess that's (laughs) what you do as an old man. But then I couldn't fall back to sleep. So I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, like start praying for just praying for you and your family. And, you know, like that's just that's kind of what I do when I wake up and I can't sleep. I'll, you know, pray for whatever the Lord leads me to. And like you were obviously on my mind. So, you know, I was obviously praying for you. But I can't say that the Lord woke me up and that. But I. But it is kind of uh, interesting that I didn't, I, I can't, you know, I don't feel like the Lord was like, wake up and pray for Jacob. I, I woke up and so <laughs> I couldn't yeah. go back to sleep, so I prayed for you. Yeah, but you never <laughs> so. know. And so I think, I like, me and, uh, I don't know, like, it blew me away because I was like, man, I'm just, I'm just little old Jacob here. Like, I'm nobody on this planet out of 8 billion people. And God, you thought of me like you cared enough to think about me to tell some people, Hey, intercede, pray for him right now. 
Yeah. And so I just want, I just want everybody to know that, that you, if you don't think God cares about you or God's not interested in you, he definitely does care about you and loves you and you are on his mind. And I'm like, I don't think we think of that enough that he is the creator of everything. And like, he literally knows the hairs on your head and every, like, what was it? The, the grain of sand on the ocean, like on the beaches or something. Is that something in the Bible? I don't know. I do know the hair. That is, yeah, he knows every hair on your head. The sand is from, I think that's from when he told Abraham, you'll have, you know, your descendants will be like the, you know, the, the stars in the sky, the sand in the, you know. And just to even think about that, it's like, like hey, God has to know that. <laughs> the numbers of those. And I'm like, I don't know. I think we forget that, like. We have a God that loves us so much that we uh, uh, can. What? Sorry, Jill said something, but I don't know. And so she just made the podcast, everyone. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but uh, just thinking about that is that Jesus loves you so much and cares about you, and you are on his mind, and nobody. He, he doesn't have anybody that he's like, I wish you'd just go to hell. And or I wish no. you'd just die because you're no good to me. No, I, I mean, Scripture says over and over again, he, he wishes that no one would perish. And I just like like you said, that's that's awesome that he to have that perspective that God was thinking about me at that time. And not just that God was thinking about you, but specifically that he woke people up to pray for you. You know, that's, and those people were obedient. Yeah. You know, they could have gone, ah, I'm just going to go back to bed. (laughs) You know, you get woken up, waking up in the middle of the night, why am I up? You know, but. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, I think that's important to even talk about is where's your obedience at? Are you listening to God? Because if you're not doing what God's telling you, you're out of his will. And, right. And I mean, for me, this was a good moment to, I don't know, take a minute, like take a deep breath, kind of focus and look at God and be like, Hey, (laughs) like I need you. Like, and as, as we both have worked in youth ministry and all that, like you can get unfocused and be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just about uh, doing what I need to do. I'm reading my Bible for the next sermon, that kind of thing. And, um, I don't feel like I've been doing that, but like, is one of those things like, hey, take a minute, like let's regroup, let's focus. And I'm not saying God gave me this to do it, but God will turn anything that the devil meant for bad to be good. Or um, to throw people even more off is 
uh, what we humanly mistakenly do because there is that too, people. It's not always the devil. Sometimes humans make mistakes. <laughs> and so sometimes a, a lot. <laughs> I, I, I made it. I made at least 15 today. No, <laughs> I pooped in the top of the toilet. <laughs> yes, George, that was, you said you were going to stop doing that. You said you were going to stop doing that. It's called an so upper I, decker. <laughs> just say, I mean, just, just the simple things like, Oh, I, you know, I, Instead of hanging my keys on the hook when I walked in the door, I walked in and set them on the counter. And, you know, and, and like, that's not, it's a little mistake, but the thing with that is like, okay, if I don't, if I don't hang my keys up by the door and I just like bring them in, leave them in my pocket or put them on the counter when I need them, I'm going to be like, oh shoot, where did I put my keys? I didn't <laughs> hang them up. And you know what I yeah. mean? So just, you know, it just spirals into taking more time than really it should just because you did something kind of, you know, a mindless human mistake, really. I mean, yeah. Like, human, I was talking human to you. Is a real thing. And yeah, sometimes absolutely. people will be like, that, that person took my, this person, my mom, my dad, my son, my daughter, my cousin, my uncle, aunt. And it was a car accident, and it had nothing to do with the mm-hmm. devil. Could have just been human error, like they dropped their phone, which they shouldn't do. But say they dropped their phone, or their drink fell on their lap, and they looked down for a second, and then smashed into them. That had nothing to do with the devil. Like that was just somebody not paying attention. And just like I think, just like God uses those things or works those things out for our own good, you know, things, bad things that happen. The devil also uses those things and gets in our head, you know, well, this is all your fault. If you wouldn't have, if you would have done this, or if you would have done that, or, you know, if you would have eaten when you, you know, when you took the antibiotics and, you know, you wouldn't have had to be in the hospital and, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't know if the enemy attacks you like that, but I know he certainly has with me, you know, the battlefield of the mind. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, this is, this is my fault. And it not necessarily is, you know? Well, like, like in that moment, there was moments like where you, where you even go, Hey, did I, was I not doing what I was supposed to do? (laughs) Was I not Mm -hmm. following what, what God called me to do was I just being a fool, um, trying to do my own thing and not, not listening to God and, um, and just doing whatever I want kind of thing. And then you're like, no, cause that's not right. Like that's not, like even if I mess up or whatever, God's not going to punish me for screwing up. Right. Right. And exactly. I, I think that we get that mindset, that religious mindset too much that, you know, well, I screwed up or I, I wasn't obedient and we do need to be obedient, but God's not vindictive like that, but he will use those times. Like even, 
you know, you having to be in the hospital for four days. What else are you going to do? But for, you know, really pray and spend time with God and like countless stories of, of men of faith and women of faith that you would think, you know, well, they're in the faith. They should never have something go wrong with that. You know, like that, I think we get that, that idea too much. And that's, I mean, that's not true either. We're human and stuff's going to happen, but God used that time to make them rest or make you rest. I know, you know, I've been like sick before and it's like, Hey, you haven't taken time to rest. You haven't rested in me. And now I'm going to make you rest. You know, (laughs) it's like not in a, not in a, not in a mean way, but sometimes, you know, God does discipline us just like a father disciplines those he loves, you know, a child that he loves. God does, does discipline us. Doesn't mean he's punishing us, but we are being trained up. Like we are working out our faith with fear and troubling. We are, you know, we do need to be disciplined. Even when you look at Paul, he's like the, the, who wrote most of the new Testament said the things that I don't do or that I, that I want to do for God, basically I don't do, but things I don't want to do, I am doing, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, we do get caught in that trap sometimes and we need to refocus. You know, Amory and I went to California, celebrated our 25th anniversary. And that was just a great refreshing relaxing time to just refresh, refocus, talk about, you know, our marriage and our kids and like what our, our next steps are. And I think we need to do that. I think too many times, especially in Christian marriages, I'm going to say that, you know, that we, we go on autopilot and just, well, you know, and we're not being mindful of speaking our spouse's love language or, you know, or we get too focused on our kids and what's going on with them, but we haven't really checked in on, on our spouse and really in our marriages, you know, that should be our first priority, even in ministry. You know, I, I have, I had a friend, have a friend that he, it was really clever the way he, he did it because he was doing a sermon and he and and it was about marriage and he's like, I committed adultery. And everybody was like, What? Yeah. You know? And, you know, and he's like, I committed adultery with the church. I was focused more on the ministry than I was on my wife and my family, and that became and idle to me and people, I think, you know, we do that in ministry because we're going, well, this is for God. This is for God. I'm doing this for God. Yeah. But when you're not, you know, at some point when you're not checking in with your family and making sure everything's okay, you're not doing it for God. You're doing it kind of for yourself, you know? And I think that's where we 
as men, you know, we kind of misstep, like uh, whether it be work, whether it be, you know, ministry or whatever, we're, we're focusing more on that. And then the important thing is kind of we're pushing, pushing away. Yeah. And it really should be our, that should be our first ministry. Yeah, we definitely, as men, it's it's hard because it's a balancing act because you're like, I need to mm-hmm. provide, but also I need right. to provide. <laughs> so, exactly. So it's, it's true. Like, you know? It's like, I need to provide financially, spiritually, and emotionally. And yeah. you get one of those right. And then some of it, like, and I think this has to do with even the, the Wild at Heart book is that you you have to do things as a guy to re, re-energize also. Like, it is mm-hmm. so good to go in the woods and throw a rock at a tree. Like, it seems stupid, but, like, at our church, I've gone in the woods and just been like, hey, this is nice out here. Even though it's stinking humid and gross. Like, But you pick up a rock and <laughs> throw it and hit, try to hit a squirrel with it. And you're like, oh, that was fun. And like, it's just in you where you're like, that was, that was kind of fun to try to hit that squirrel. <laughs> and you're like, it's, it's a weird thing, but you're like, it's totally worth it. It's true. Like, even like... You know, I, I had to, we were at the ocean and there was a pool, you know, where, where we were staying and the pool's all right. I mean, I like the pool. The the pool was really nice, you know, it was super, super nice pool, you know, really, really great place that we stayed in. Um, it was in, in San Clemente and just, just, I really liked that area. Um, and we could walk right down to the beach, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I had to do that and I had to not just walk to the beach, but I had to get in the water, you know, yeah. like I had to, I had to battle some waves, you know, I had to get in there. I, I was, uh, I had my little, uh, uh, bodyboard, what's it? The little bodyboard. Yeah. And one of those brought that out there and, and there were some riptides that I wasn't that far off out there, yeah. but like, if a wave knocked me down, I didn't get back up real quick, but I was like standing, I was on my knees Yeah. and then I stood up and, the, and one of the lifeguards came and, and told me I had to get in more shallow water and then I, like I'm standing up and then he was like, oh, he's not really out that deep, but <laughs> he's like, there's a lot of rips out there. He goes, we don't want anyone going further than waist deep because it can be dangerous. Yeah. You know, and and of course, Emery's she sees this happening. She looked and she's like, "Well, he's kind of way out there, yeah. you know, down the shore." But where I was at, I was out there, but I really wasn't up much past my waist. But that's yeah. where the bigger waves were. And yeah. I wanted to catch the bigger waves. You know, <laughs> that's how you get going. <laughs> and, so. and she's like, "What did you get in trouble for?" <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't in trouble. He's trying to be, you know, just keep me Only safe. Only George doing can his get job. in trouble on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, what was it? Um, we went, cause we went to the beach here in Alabama and, uh, went to Orange Beach and I forget what the beach is next to it, but like, 
it it was cool. The beaches are white sands here, like pure white That's sand, awesome. sand, and so it's really pretty. And the ocean's really gorgeous. And um, the kids went out there. I went out there. I feel like Jill kind of went out there, but it was kind of one of those things where, with River, he's still small. Where you're like, yeah. I'll hang out on the beach more than get in the water. Like the kids were with him in the water, but like you're at the standby of like, if I need to run in there, I could go full speed right. to him. Um, yeah. And so we both kind of didn't go in there much, but I went in there a few times with Lacey and Lana and like, I, um, the waves were good waves. But the thing was, is there's jellyfish, like a lot of jellyfish. And yeah, and I was like, I guess it happens sometimes, and they're like, it just happens, and blah blah. But like, it like me and Lacey both got stung by a jellyfish, and one of the people, because <laughs> we're like, there's got to be somebody that knows what to deal with, because uh, there's all these kids in the water, and I'm like, none of them seem to care, and I'm like, there was tons of jellyfish. It wasn't just like, oh, there's one. Like you'd see like tons of them out there and i'm like yeah and i mean some of them were like small like four inch in diameter but their tails like their tentacles or whatever they are were like eight feet long and i'm like they were oh wow and so like when we went to the dock and we're fishing up there you can see these huge massive jellyfish just swimming through there and i'm like what in the world (laughs) But I guess are those were they the like the um, they got like purple know, almost like a softball size yeah. kind of and then shorter tentacles yeah because yeah when we were in Florida we went to Georgia and um there was a ton of jellyfish you know and I was like this is you know of course I had to get in the water I, that's just yeah. that's just part of me that's what i gotta do you know i'm by body of water i gotta get in it and uh so i'm looking i'm, I'm like so well, i don't want to go out there know, with all these jellyfish george is a fish like he is half fish <laughs> so, that's right man <laughs> man like what's funny is you are the way i am for christmas with water like you were like, well, water. And you're like, I'm going in there. I am. It's like, George, it's toxic. You're like, it's fine. I'll be good. <laughs> like, okay, George. Yeah. <laughs> but, <I'd>, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think you motivated me because I used to love water the same way you did, where I was like, I got to get in. Like, there's no. There's no part of me that thinks, oh, you know what? I'm not getting in that water. It's like, oh, no. If I'm not in that water, there's something wrong. Like, And so like, I got out there with jellies. And so, I mean, I got stung in the, the leg and the arm. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I Like the ones that I was, I want to say they're like called cannonball jellyfish or something like that. Did it have but an orange? Their bodies are huge. Did it have like a purple I, head I, or an orange like in the head? I don't think so. Like I couldn't really see them real well, but there was a lot of them. And like yeah. you'd see 
them out there and they're just like giant blobs floating around. We saw some on the beach. So I'm looking them up and it said that they, they can sting, but their tentacles are shorter or whatever. So they don't really, their sting won't, if they do sting you, it won't be that big of a deal. It wasn't yeah. like a bad thing. That's basically what because when I, yeah, when I was looking out there, I'm like, and as much as I want to get in there, there's all those jellyfish. So I'm like Googling it and then I'm like, Oh, they're not dangerous. I'm going in. Yeah. <laughs> it was February. <laughs> <laughs> How cold was that water? It wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. I mean, there wasn't really too many other people out, you know, in the water, but I, I didn't care. I feel I like February. I feel like you can go to that to that ocean and it'd be fine. Like Florida and all mm-hmm. that. You could go there anytime and yeah. it's still good. I mean yeah. for them they're like it's sixty degrees, you're like, heck yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> like for right. me, I'm like oh they were like They're wearing winter coats. They're like, it's seventy degrees the water and they're like, that's pretty cold and I was like, that is hot. That water was hot to me. Uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, but like, did you get stung by a jelly or no? No, no, they were, they were around me and stuff, but didn't, I didn't get stung at all. So I feel like if you don't pay attention or like do that, like that's what a lot of parents did. Just went out there with their kids and didn't pay attention. And like the kids yeah. played. And I mean, I saw a kid swim right through jellyfish tentacles and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? But Lacey, as soon as she had her body board and it just like, it was this little guy and it just like went over her arm. And I was like, he, he is that cannonball size that you're talking about. And it just nicked her yeah. arm. And it like, it, it gave her little welts all over her arm and like, she threw up on the beach and everything, and I was like, chill, kid. Cause oh, she, wow. Because she yeah. freaked out. She's like, ah, it hurts so bad. And then she yeah. went back out there, and she was fine. So don't don't hate on me, people. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've heard that you're supposed to pee on them, you know, or, or it's and better to pour, like, vinegar. fresh water on them, I guess. They said vinegar. vinegar. Yeah, like white hmm. vinegar. Is what somebody told us, and like, yeah, you just pour that on, and it you're good to go. And I was like, huh. And I think a okay. lifeguard told us that too. Like, just get some white yeah. vinegar, like a little bottle of it, and it's fine. I was like, interesting, but like, I wanted to surf. Like, that's something I really wanted to do, but there's no surf shops that I saw. I mean, the waves weren't huge. Yeah, either. they were like, yeah, three I don't know. Waves. It seems like like there's not a lot of surfing on that, uh, you know, for some reason on that, you know, it might be on that coast. Golf. Yeah. Or the golf. Yeah. I mean, I know there's, there's I'm sure there's some, but I don't know. It's kind of, it, it is different though. I mean, there was some I good would, waves. Because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I mean, there were some wakes going in. They weren't huge, but they were good enough, like four-foot waves, five-foot waves. I was like, hmm. I mean, we went to North Carolina, and you know how they have the flag system to tell you, uh, like, yeah, the beach? That one was a double red flag. So it was saying, like, 
The oh, current, wow. the current yeah. was really strong and all that. And I mean, those waves were nine foot waves because we came, I think, either before or after a hurricane that had just passed through. And like they were getting the remnants from it hitting of the hurricane. Like, yeah. From hitting in like Florida or something. And so the waves were huge. And I, I mean, it was cool. Like we got to see dolphins down here. And I don't know if they they just know that there's a lot of people because they were doing tricks, like flipping out of the water and all that. It's pretty cool. Some guy caught a sea yeah, turtle. Yeah, just did. They, oh, and then and then they they got him loose, and then another guy caught a, that same sea turtle. I'm like, does this sea turtle oh, no. just want to die or something? I don't understand. It, it's illegal to kill them. I think I'm pretty sure. And so, yeah. Like, like all these guys were like, "Oh my gosh!" Because that stupid sea turtle kept eating the baits. <laughs> I, don't know, I was like, "Oh gosh!" Sea turtles are cool, though. Yeah, like crush. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, right. <laughs> Noggin. Noggin, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Like, like you said. It was probably good to go on your anniversary. You and Amory get away. You've been working a ton. I mean, you've got, I think yeah. Amory's gone on a couple trips without you and with you, with the kids and all that. But it is a different trip when you get to go with just you and your wife. And you're like, I don't have it to is. worry about anything else. Like, it's just me and you. We're going to get to chill. And I think what the way you did it is right. Like, I. I am not for, and maybe it's just because, uh, it's not because you're older or anything. It, I think it's just with time, like, I'll like to adventure and see some things, but, like, I don't want a full schedule. Like, I want to do what, like, yeah. you did. Hey, we can just go to the beach for four hours if we want, or I can swim in the pool for an hour and a half and not yeah. have to be like, hey, we got to do something ASAP. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, we, I, think, I think that drives me nuts. Like if we're gonna rest, yeah, that, let's rest. Exactly. And that's that's what we did. We we only went out to eat once and it was the first day that we were there. We went out for breakfast, like late late breakfast, early kind of lunch thing. And um then we went to the grocery store and we just they they had a grill there and we grilled up some steaks and we got like, uh, at the grocery store, they had like an already cooked turkey breast. Oh, it was so good, man. <laughs> it was like, this is the best turkey, you know? And, uh, I actually just had to finish it up today. Oh, so, really? <laughs> a little bit. It didn't give me a stomachache or anything. So I'm all right. <laughs> but it was, it was just, it was nice to just, you know, grill stuff out, had, you know, ate healthy and um, didn't have to, didn't go to any restaurants or anything like that. Just chilled out by the pool. We'd wake up, when, just wake up when we wake up and have some coffee out on the deck overlooking the ocean. And yeah, it was just, it was nice to just kind of refresh. And kind of, it's like we're we're in a a reset mode. Yeah. Um, 
just after, you know, after working at Alpine and going from that, you know, we've been here in the, in where we're living now for, it's been a year. Yeah. And it's been a year since I started, you know, from when I started trucking, you know, so it's like a lot has gone on in this year and we've been going to church and, you know, started to go into a life group and stuff like that. And that's been good. Um, but it's just time to reset and, you know, refocus and what's God's next steps for us kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and not just, you know, not just like work, not work wise. I mean, sort of for, for Amory, you know, she's, if she's supposed to get a job or not, you know, still kind of praying on that. But, um, but ministry wise too, like, okay, where do you, where do you want us, you know, where do you want us, God, where do you want us to help out in the church here or, you know, be what, you know, life group we're supposed to be part of, are we supposed to start a life group? You know, those kind of, that's where we're at right now. And I, and I think it was really good for us to get away and be able to talk about that stuff and like, okay, we're we're done dragging our armor behind us. We're going to suit up and, you know, and, you know, done, done. Wow. Uh, we're getting, th- getting through the healing process, I should say, yeah. of just, <laughs> you know, having some, I don't know. It's been a crazy past three years since we moved to Utah. Yeah. I mean, there has been like for, for, I think anybody that leaves the job that we did, there is like almost baggage that you get from that. That yeah. you have to be like, Hey God, I got to give it to you because if I hold on to this, like it's just not going to work. And so I, I feel like I had been in that spot for a while. Like even as a supervisor, just like, man, I'm responsible for all these kids. Um, I'm responsible for these angry parents. I'm responsible for these. And then it felt like more because I was like, I'm responsible for these adults. Like if they're screwing up and not doing the right thing, it's on me like to correct that. And, um, and I feel like it was real hard because like our support system there was non-existent basically. Like, we used to with well, like we had, different leaders. We had each other. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'm saying like when you when you guys when you guys left, it it became more apparent like, hey, we're more alone than we thought. Yeah. Like even in our ideas and thoughts, like I am not woke, nor will I ever be that kind of woke. Now I am woken up, like where I've woken up to the, the schemes of this earth and that the devil's trying to do things and that I'm woke in the aspect of I'm going to follow God through this and I'm awake because I'm ready to battle. Like you said, like I ain't dragging my armor behind me anymore. It's on me. So I'm ready yeah. to, to do battle because I'm woken up, but I'm not woke in the yeah. fact of I'm going to accept everything you say or do because in reality, you're not even following science. And that's what was bothering me is like, hey, we're not doing any good for kids if we are just 
accepting everything. Because at some point you're like, you are not a goat. Like, kid, you are a human. You are a girl or a boy. And that's who you are. Like, that's not, you you can try to change it. You can cut off body parts. You can do all that stuff. But you still are that male or female. There is no in between. There's nothing else. And that's science. Like, you'll have XY chromosome or is it XX for men or whatever? Yeah. Like, you will always be that. You XY can, for men. XY for men. XY X. for men. Yeah. I, know, I yeah. think you're right. And so and I'm XX like. XX for, for women. So yeah. I'm like, you literally can't change that. Like, they said if you died 20, 30 years from now and you were already decaying off that, your bones, they go, oh, this is a female. They had a baby. Right. And they wouldn't right. go, hey, their preference was, this says Hank, but this totally was a girl. They would totally do that. And that'd be like, right. why did this gravesite say Hank? This is a girl. <laughs> and like, they don't, it doesn't matter what you think you are. It's who you are. And God says you are a child of his or you're not. Like, not everybody... Right. Like there are people out there saying like, Oh, everybody's God's children. No, you're not. Some people are for the devil. They are part of the devil's playground and part of his team. Like if you don't believe that you're, you're full. Like the Bible even says that, like you can be of your father. Right. And I, and your and I, and I do believe that that is a choice. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the Bible says he wishes none that would perish, you know, but there are some people that it's just not going to matter. Yeah. Like they, you know, their, their hearts are hardened and they're not going to seek after God. But, you know, we know people and have had people on the podcast that were living for the devil, like actually into witchcraft and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And God shifted them. And what they came out of is just, you know, in, incredible. Like uh, even Ray, when he was possessed, yeah. you know, like that, you know, and like he could have said, nope, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to keep going to my, my evil ways. Yeah. But God snatched him up, you know. The, and, the craziest thing I think about it, with this, like what you're saying is there are two people I could think of that have been on this podcast that are in a struggle of finding identity. And I'm like, that is crazy because when you came on before you knew your identity and then you get around some woke people or some people that want to tickle your ear. Like you always say from that Bible verse, like they will, they go to who will tickle their ear as a preacher or pastor and all of a sudden, like, we, we, we've we had a girl on here. I won't say her name. Um, we've had a few, so <laughs> it'd take you a little bit to try to figure it out. But that she was like, I'm a, I, I, I thought I like, was going to become a boy and all that, and then didn't. But now it's like, now I'm, what is it, binary? And I'm like, the Bible does not say non, that. Non-binary. Non-binary. Yeah, and she's and, like, you know, and, I wasn't accepting myself, and God, God wants to just accept me for 
doing this and being what I want. You know, and there's some truth and, to and, that, and, and there's not also. Right, and and she definitely needs prayer, and I I think the church kind of as a whole has done a disservice for people like that. You know, yeah. like the it, the the progressive church hasn't done anything good for them. No, you know, and the you know the non-progressive church really hasn't either. Yeah, you know, like they don't like. It's almost like okay, well we we don't know what to do with you. So you're going to just, just go over here. And not that we're, you know, uh, perfect or anything. We're perfect or there. Like we're not, I think we're supposed to accept them for who they are at that moment and let God do the work and just continue to minister to them and not like, I don't know. It's not our job to clean them up. Yeah. You know, it's like if someone is in, in sin and we call them out on that and continue to call them out on that and they, you know, they're not repentant of it. That's one thing. But if someone is just battling, you know, like I know people that love the Lord and, and with all their heart and they've, it just battled and battled through addiction. Yeah. And it's something just the enemy keeps on beating them up with. And then I know other people that they, you know, they accepted Christ and were immediately healed of their addictions. Yeah. That doesn't happen to everybody. You know, um, I think that, you know, the, the girl that we're talking about, the most interesting thing she said on that podcast is the biggest uh, trick the devil was trying to play on her is that she was no one. And that is what she was going for by becoming non-binary. Yeah. And, and it, that is, it is a battle and it's a battle of the mind. Yeah. And, you know, she can know that she knows that, that, you know, God had something different from her, Yeah. but it's like that, the scripture that says some seed will fall on the hard soil and it's not going to do anything. Some will fall in the, you know, a little bit deeper soil and, but it's not good soil, but it'll sprout up quickly and the enemy will take it away. And I think that's kind of what happened with her. And I think really, it's sad and we need to continue to pray for her and not go, Oh, that person decided to be woke. So she's done with, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, I think there's too many Christians that have done that or hear someone going, well, they're, they're, um, uh, what's, what's the big buzzword? They're deconstructing their Christianity. So we're not going to have anything to do with them. No, that's the time we're supposed to come alongside of them. Yeah, and, and I think some people that have, have said that, yeah, I think some people that have said that, the reason they're deconstructing their Christianity is because of the religianity that they were brought up in. And they weren't really shown the love of Christ. They were just told, 
you can't drink, smoke or chew or go with girls that do, you know, like, (laughs) and that, you know what I mean? And that's, that's what they're getting, but they're not getting solid biblical truth and a reason to continue to strive after God because it is a struggle. We're not, you know, we're not all going to be miraculously healed of our, our addictions. Look at, you know, look at Paul. He said for three times, I prayed for this, uh, thorn to be removed from my flesh. And we don't know what that was. Could have been a literal thorn. It could have been a figurative thorn, but he prayed for the thorn to be removed from his, from his flesh. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. He didn't say, all right, I'm going to remove it. He used it to humble Paul, you know, and sometimes we need some humbling or a reminder like, Hey, you're not all that (laughs) you need me, you know, and, and something that will drive us to get deeper into his word and the more we get deeper into his word, the can't say easier, but the more you want to be with the Lord, yeah, then you, you want to be away from him. Yeah. And when we start getting distracted with, oh, I got to, you know, oh, I got to get this sermon together, you know, or whatever. And, and you start looking up stuff online, but you haven't gone, hey, Lord, I need to hear from you. You know, we start doing it in our flesh. And I think that just happens to a lot of Christ followers. Like we start, we start just going, going through the motions, doing the things that we've always heard we were supposed to do and, you know, and end up shunning people that we're really supposed to be bringing into the kingdom. Yeah. You know, not accept, not, I'm not saying accept people, um, that are just blatantly sinning and, and going, well, I'm, I'm just going to continue sinning and, and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a good Christian or I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not articulating it. Well, I think there's too many times that we go, well, that person's, that person's not really a Christian because I heard him swear or I, I saw him smoking in the parking lot yeah. or this or that, you know, but we don't know their hearts. Like, yeah. shoot, David was a man after God's own heart, and he was an adulterer and a murderer and not a great dad, you know. But at the end of the day, God said he's a man after my own heart because yeah. he was repentant and still going to God and going to God and going to God, you know. Yeah. You read through the Psalms, and, you know, he's just battle, battle weary, but still going to God. Yeah, and I like the way you said it was spot on, though, of like, hey, you know, I am going to trust you, God, with everything. Like, I'm going to trust mm-hmm. that that person, I, I like, and you, you said this well, like, even though you didn't think you did, but like, I got exactly what you meant is that, like, I never said, that that girl was not saved anymore. So if you guys listen <clears throat> back, I never said that. Neither did George because that's not my place because she could still be saved. 
or could not be. Right. I don't know. It's not my place. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not too concerned with that part, but I, I am more concerned. Like when I think about her, like, Hey, I'm going to pray for her. And that yeah. I hope she figures it out. And that somebody comes in her path that can speak life into her. Not. Hey, yeah, absolutely. This, this, this culture is this because you can't change the Bible and hope it's going to work out for you because you're changing it for you. And it, the Bible isn't made for you to change it. It's made for you, for you to learn and focus on the Holy spirit, hear from God, build a relationship with God. And something that the Bible talks about and George has talked about is praying without ceasing. That's communication. Mm -hmm. That's communicating yeah. with God. Hey God, like, I'm having a fantastic day. Man, God, my day sucks. Like, you saw it. Like, right, how can, yeah. How, I don't know what to do, God. Like, it's great. Or, hey, God, like, who do you want me to talk to today? Who do you want me to reach? Like, are you being the church outside of the walls? Like, are you just exactly. looking yeah. for somebody to say? I mean, even if it's just, hey, God, let me touch somebody today. Doesn't mean you have to be a weirdo and be like, use Christianese or anything like that, or you don't have to be Ray Comfort going, hey, did you break the Ten Commandments and <laughs> go down that list of them? <laughs> but it could just be like, hey, they just needed somebody to say, hey, man, you have a great day. And they're like, maybe they prayed that, hey, God, if you're real, let somebody come out of the blue and tell me they love me or have a great day. And I've heard of people yeah. getting saved that were like, I prayed, God, if you're real, then let somebody talk to me and just be genuine with me. And then all of a sudden some Christian person's like, Hey, how are you doing? What's up? And just had a whole conversation with them. And the guy goes or girl goes, Hey, are you a Christian? And they go, yeah, yeah. I love Jesus. And like talk to them. And they're like, Oh wow. Well, I prayed today this. Yeah. And then they get the opportunity to, to pray with them. And I'm not saying that we like, that you're not no good because there's plenty of days that me and George have probably not talked to anybody about God at all. And it happens. And I'm not going to say, and there's listeners on here who maybe do that every day. And I don't know, George, maybe you do do that every day. Try to talk to somebody about God, but some days it's usually just my wife, yeah. or my kids, you know, like, so I am, I am, you know, talking to, but sometimes I'm just, talking to God about God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, I, I, um, I've been doing the, do not be afraid, uh, TikToks trying to do it every day. You know, I just felt something that, that was something the Lord laid on my heart a long time ago to do. And now I'm finally like kind of being obedient and doing it. And it's really caused me to search through the scripture. And like just the one I did yesterday, I was just thinking, man, God, you're just so cool. Like Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain with him. He knew like, Hey guys, I've got a meeting. I want you to come along. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then who's he meeting with Moses and Elijah. And then <laughs> to hear, this is my son who I am well pleased with. Do what he says. You know, if you're those three disciples, I'm like, I'm going to do what he says. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, But Jesus knew, like, 
knew what he was going to and like, Hey, this is going to be something cool, you know? And I want you to go along with me. And I know you've done that with your kids. We did it when we, you know, where we worked before, like, just like, Hey, we know this is a cool thing and we want to show it to you. Yeah. And I think God does that. I know God does that with us because just look at the world around us. There's so much beauty and, you know, things that just we will, we will never be able to, to grasp the entirety of yeah. God's amazingness. And um, I don't know. And when we're talking about just having a, having a conversation, praying without ceasing, I, I look at that as, you know, people, I've heard people go, well, how can you pray without ceasing? And to me, it's like this. When you're with someone, like you and I could be together all day long. Yeah. And there could be spots in, in that day where we're not talking at all. Yeah. But then we just start talking. You know, it's not, it's like that God's always there with us and available for conversation and I don't know if this has happened to you, but it's definitely happened to me where I've just finally gone, God, I'm really having a crappy day, Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. And, and he goes, yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay, well, he's like, well, did you try talking to me about it? Uh, no, you know, I, I just thought, I'm good. I can do this one on my own. I do, you know, whatever it is, is yeah, is easy. And then just snowballs into not easy. Yeah. <laughs> God's like, you know, maybe you should refocus and spend some time with me. Yeah. And I, when I do that, you know, and I, you know, I have that time and kind of start my day out with the Lord, um, which I don't always do, but when I, you know, I know it always goes better when I do, but it's not that it's not that I have to be sitting down and in my scriptures and, you know, and, and hiding in my prayer closet, you know, that's not the only time I can pray. Yeah. It's just like me and you talking right now, you know, like, and I could just say right now I could go, God, I would like you to bless Jacob, you know, bless him, heal him and strengthen his family, strengthen his ministry and uh, bring up prayer warriors around him, Lord, that will be praying for his ministry. Yeah. Boom. I just talked to God, you know, and it was that simple. I didn't yeah. have to like, I got to spend a half an hour in worship. I got to spend, you know, 20 minutes in my Bible, 30 minutes, my, my Bible. And, you don't and then have to maybe I'll hear from King God James. or, <laughs> thou is right. must guideth me <laughs> but it is simple like that guys like there's no you don't you don't have to do some crazy dance or song because then you're getting into religion and wanting to do based on this like there are worship sessions that I've had like even me and George like we came over to a house a few times and did worship in the living room with them and all this. And if we just went back and we're like, Hey, every time we come over, we're going to play these three songs. It would not be the same. Like you can't, right. 
you won't recreate it. And like even in our worship uh, band in our church, uh, the associate pastor, who's also the worship leader, he's got a lot of hats. And um, he was like, um, we can't play the same song every Sunday because God showed up that one time. Like if we keep playing that same song, it's not going to do like the Holy Spirit's not going to show up every time. Like, Oh, it's, this is my trigger point. Like he's going to show up because God told us and led us to these different songs. And we're going to plug into that. Hey, we're plugging into the Holy Spirit. We're not here to show off our talents. We're not here to show everybody. I'm really good at the guitar or you're really good at the bass or she's awesome on the keys or whatever. He's like, it's all about worshiping God and being in that right heart, that right mindset of what am I doing? And that's the same thing for your prayer life. If you're like, I have art- alternative alternative motives for being here praying because I want God to give me a million dollars and that's all I really want. <laughs> like, right. You're like, that's not, that's not communication. Like if I just talked to George, um, because I knew he'd give me $10 every time I talked to him, that would that would end real quick. <laughs> George would be like, do you just talk to me for $10 if all of a sudden every time I was like, hey, man, can I have, can I have $10? They're like, yeah, bro, I'm not, I'm not answering the phone when he calls if he's asking for right. 10 bucks every like, time. Right. But we do that with God. Like, hey, I need we you do. to understand like we, we, what I need right now. You need to hear me. We'll give him our give them our shopping list, you know, yeah. and the Santa Claus list. And, 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 and forget to, that he is the God of the universe. And really we need to have some reverence, you know, I, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that we can have, open communication with God and that sometimes, I mean, some, I I don't love this part because sometimes it just feels like he's being silent and you're like, Lord, what's next? And he's like, what did I tell you to do? Well, he told me to wait. Okay. So wait, (laughs) but I don't want to wait anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we we have that in us. We're like, I don't want to wait. Like, why can't all this happen now? Like, why can't, you know, I know you've given me a vision for this or said this is going to happen or whatever. Like, why can't it just happen now? I mean, even for us, like, this is episode 130. And <laughs> we, we have no sponsors <laughs> or anything, but we're still doing it. Like, we have nothing to be like, hey, God, like you haven't shown up with this. God put this on our heart to do and we're still doing yeah. it. And I'm like, I have no clue where this is supposed to go. I don't know if someday that somebody's getting calls and be like, Hey, we want you both on the radio five nights a week and we're going to pay you right. <laughs> to do that. And Oh, okay. And so like, I don't know. Or, Hey, we want you to keep doing what you're doing and, and we're going to, we're going to sponsor you, you know, yeah. what, like I'm, I'm all for whatever God wants to do yeah. with this. And right now, like, I feel like we're just being obedient and 
and doing it. And, you know, really, you know, why are we doing this? Because we felt that we needed to talk about our faith and family and friends and that people need to hear other people's stories and what's going on with us, you know? And, and I don't know. I, I think it's, it's cool to hear people that have listened and go, man, that you guys do a good podcast. And I like, I'm not doing it for that, but it's, it's cool to hear that when they do. And, and they're like, I just love the, the conversation. I love how you guys, talk to your guests or talk with people or, you know, and, uh, I, I had someone say that, uh, at church this weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a feel good. And I don't know. I thank God for that. Yeah. That, Cause this is, it's also a kind of a, it's a, it's still a dream being realized, yeah. you know, it hasn't, we haven't gone, oh, we, you know, we've done 130 episodes and we're not, you know, yeah, I'm breaking not. in the dough. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we can we get to 500. Money. <laughs> <laughs> we get to 500 and still only have a dollar 35 that we've earned from a commercial <laughs> we did the very first time we made this. And so, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think this is probably a fantastic spot to stop. Um, do you want to pray this out or do you want me to? I do, but I want to say this real quick. What is the name of your business? Oh, are you uh, and Jill are doing. So we are doing a printing company called compass Rose printing. So if you need a shirt done, uh, we do direct to garment. We can do socks, shirts, sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, you name it. We can do a lot of things. We do ribbons because there's a cheerleading group that's getting ribbons done. And so uh, cool. it, it just has their initials on it. But we can do any of that stuff, and we can turn it around and get it to you pretty fast. So if you ever need it, we got you. Yep. And that's Compass Rose, right? Do you yep. have a website yet? Yeah, compassroseprinting.com. And we'll put, that, we'll put that in the com. link. So, and so your, your wife was working on something last night that oh. <laughs> I thought was so freaking cool because like the, you know, we're not two dudes in a camper anymore. We're two dudes in our bedrooms pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're in your, yeah, your office, but <laughs> it, it's, it, is that it's your our office bedroom. or you in your bedroom? I'm in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> so, two dudes in the bedroom. So, du- <laughs> <laughs> but she made two dudes in a camper. Yeah. You know, she was drawing it out to, to make shirts. And, um, <laughs> we should make I it just, on a hat. I really want it on a hat. That would be cool. Yeah. You love hats, though. You're, yeah. you are. You're definitely a hat guy. You're a shirt guy. I don't know. I like sweatshirts, though. I am I am a shirt guy. I like zip-up hoodies. I do, too. I noticed that. <laughs> like, hoodies are cool, like the pullovers, but I get really hot sometimes. And take it off, yeah. So having that, yeah, having that zipper is just like, oh, just open up the zipper a little bit, you know, like our F-cubed uh, hoodies yeah. that we got, which are super warm. Yeah, they're, they're so <laughs> yeah so but uh yes. anyway we will be coming out with merch 
soon. So if people really want them, we'll put them on TikTok and on the link. And once they're done, and we do have F cubed, we do have F cubed hats. How many? We do have, you have a limited left? amount. I think I have. I don't know. I can't remember how many ordered. I'll check. I have fifteen or twenty. Oh, okay. Because I like haven't really sold any, but we've given some away, and I got to get I got to get uh, Josh Edgar Friendly's uh, address. Um, address. Cause he came out here, and I'm like, oh man, I should have given him a hat, and I totally forgot. I'll, I'll text him, and then I'll text would wear you. Our hat. Yeah. I'll yeah. text you. And then, yeah, I um, want to. I, I definitely want to send you, him a hat. If you're listening, I'm willing to pay for the shipping. If you have listened this long and you're the first one to message us on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you can message me or George and be like, I heard this podcast. Can I get a hat? We will send the very first person to do that a hat. Actually, the first Absolutely. two people. We'll, we'll do it to the first yeah. two people that do that. So if you've listened yep. this far, we're proud of you. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. And, you know, continue please, to listen and like share. and share. And the more, yep. the more people that like and share our stuff, the more our word gets out to people and the more, uh, we're, we're making an influence on people's lives. So you want absolutely. Pray I do. Um, Lord, I thank you that you are mighty and that you are holy and you are in control. And I thank you, Lord, that we can have open communication and dialogue with you. Help us to take time to rest and, and to listen to your voice as well. And I lift up Jacob to you, bring complete healing to him and lift up their uh, compass rose, uh, Jacob and Joe's business and their, their children to you and all the new adventures that, that they're going to have in their life and lift up my family to you as well, Lord, and all the new new adventures that we're going to have and the next steps that you're going to guide us and lead us through. Just put that in your hands. I thank you, Lord, for this podcast, this opportunity to be able to do this. Well, you know, I'm here in Utah and Jacob's in Alabama and we can still do this and, and uh, really have a good time with it. And I pray your blessings over our families and over the podcast and over our listeners and that people would be brought to you through this podcast, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.